0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction, the only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian-scientist come together to discuss science, comedically.
1: Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 654, Science Faction,
0: New Batteries, and Ooh Mau, mau. Ooh, ooh, meow, meow, This sounds like a stupid fifty song. Like, back when, like, you just had, couldn't make up a word, and that was, like, a song. Like, uh, First of all, Damien, you have no idea
1: how she put the bop-she-bop in the bang-did-a-rang-dang, <laughs> and then shows.
0: In the, <laughs> <In> the web-a-web-a-ding-dong. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, I clearly, I, yeah, I was born in 83, motherfucker. I shouldn't know who, put the, the which I assume was like something, something like something they stole from black culture. Like uh, and that's what they called it. Like,
1: well, I did find it funny in the '90s when when like like old white ladies were clutching their pearls and like these rappers are just making up words. And
0: I'm like, who who put the bop in the bop she bopped a bop, bitch? Come on. <laughs> if you guys ever watched Thirty Rock? I love J- uh, Jack, the character's hatred for for uh, uh, Chubby Checker and what he did to the conventional <laughs> dance when he invented the twist. The conventional upright dance.
1: Uh dear, and speaking of the conventional upright dancer of this show, I of course am your host, Chubby Checker Timothy, and with me as always is the Louis Armstrong of comedy himself, none other than Mr. Damien Mercado. David, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: Now, I like the idea that I'm not the upright dancer. I'm doing like a lot of those, you know, like those like twerking videos you see where like somebody's mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh like, uh, really making it clap. Just fucking making those cheeks, yeah. you know, smackety smack I'm Making them do the bop-shabop-shabop, shabop, you know? And <laughs> When you said up, uh, the
1: difference, like, between regular dancing and upright dancing, I just figured everybody else was doing, like, the worm.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I'm kind of, when you're thinking about it, like, I'm at a 90-degree angle... Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of it's on the ground where I'm like humping the ground but like my yeah. ass cheeks are slapping the whole time no uh-huh. I'm definitely not doing upright dancing you're doing the waltz or the lumbata mm-hmm. or something I okay I see I see and if you want to learn how to do the waltz
1: go ahead and check out our Patreon you can search <laughs> Robert Timothy on Patreon where you'll get a whole extra episode of Science Faction every single week now David we, we mostly do I Call BS, which is a fun little game we play. Uh, you get to go through mm. four size of articles. Last week, we did something a little different. We did uh, Tell Me a Story, and we did uh, my entire spiel on why all the different ways fusion power generation will change the world, and that I'm not just exaggerating when I say that. I like to back it up with numbers. We went to a deep dive on everything from food production to to weather to climate change to power to war to poverty to all that stuff and how
0: it's all, all deeply connected. So if that's something you might be interested, and go ahead and check out our Patreon. You're bearing the lead. The number one reason is that uh, th- to get the Patreon is that you have access to me summoning dead scientists, which has happened, I think, twice on the sense that we've done that, or t- two right. or three that times. That's right.
1: There's a bit where you shake and you pretend that there's a dead scientist inhabiting it, it your body. It burns you
0: up that that's the most popular bit we do. By the way, by bit, I mean uh, actual paranormal <laughs> event that you, uh, that the audience sure. is allowed to partake yes. <laughs> in at any point. I simply yes. use the term bit for brevity. Beyond intense truth, a bit. <laughs> there are many views of history, Bobby.
1: Well, let's move right on to this bit with Science Articles.
0: From molecules to particles, this is Science Articles. No, but no joke. uh, I'll summon dead scientists more. We get show Bobby, write messages to Bobby saying you want more Damien summons a dead scientist? Nothing will chap his ass more than sit there and have to... Because the fans want it. Because it's some of the funniest thing on, on the internet.
1: And... You're going to have to put some kind of subject line in it to differentiate from the literally close to 1.4 million emails a day I get about that show requesting that Damien stop losing on purpose. I I,
0: swear. I love. I love the idea that you've had to go through several phones because they've been too heavy. Yes, because of heavy. all the emails. They get weighed down. It's
1: like that thing where Thor, No one can pick up Thor's hammer except there ain't no Thor in this
0: world, boy, because it's a million fucking emails a day, and that phone is weighed to the ground. It's just weird. Like so, when I sign on to your account on my home computer, like would it might would it just break through the desk? Like how would that work? How how? It's like you, it's like you have no fucking idea how computers work. Doing. It's you're like a it's idiot. like
1: you're being an idiot. You're being a fucking. All right, let's just get onto this. Article, you <laughs> article number
0: one a new battery may change the world forever is it a battery that that like uh doesn't require like what lithium ion or like yes. i don't know like does, the it, other does it require honey... lithium yeah that's true. It, it, it runs on lead just like abundant lead we do have lead batteries they, yeah, that's that's the oldest style battery. That's in your car right now. Your
1: non-electric car. No, uh, they they just decided to cut out the middleman, and they it it's like a battery that's only made of the the tears of African children. Huh.
0: Wow. They've really cut out like so, so the. But I mean, you, you, I mean, you can't cut out all the middleman. Somebody has to like beat the child to extract the tears, or we're we yeah. just trusting the children to cry on their own, and and bottle them
1: uh no actually it's there's like a perfect an oddly perfect juxtaposition uh with the people who are now losing their jobs in tech in like facebook and stuff like that they like they just love uh, hurting young african children and so like they just move right in it's it, it's like uh going from an mp in vietnam to a police officer so you just move into the slot you know they
0: mail them an iphone but it's really just a way for them to cyberbully them to mm-hmm. get those tears yeah. <laughs>
1: No, this is not a a child tier battery. and It's an oxygen ion battery. And this basis, like you pointed out, you don't need lithium. You don't need those child mines. They actually use ceramic structures that make use of oxygen, like atmospheric oxygen in some senses. So I'll give you a quote. The ceramic material that the TU Ween team studied can absorb and release doubly negative charged oxygen ions. When an electric voltage is applied, the oxygen ions migrate from one ceramic material to another, after which they can be made to migrate back again, thus generating electric current. The basic principle is actually very similar to a lithium ion battery, but our materials have some important advantages. Ceramics are not flammable, so fire accidents which occur time and again with lithium ion batteries are practically ruled out. In addition, there is no need for rare elements, which are expensive or can be extracted in an environmentally harmful way. The oxygen ion battery, in addition, can be regenerated without any problems. If oxygen is lost due to side reactions, then the loss can simply be compensated for by oxygen from ambient air which means that process that you see in normal batteries where they basically uh, uh, lose their ability to charge over time whether those are lead acid batteries you know that start your car or lithium-ion batteries that might power your electric car we all know that eventually batteries lose their charging ability this is essentially a renewable battery for when when that happens when it displaces the internal oxygen because of outside results outside chemical reactions which happens in every single battery regular atmospheric oxygen from the air can just take its place and the battery can essentially be continuously run without losing that power potential
0: so you never even have to take it out you like you never you never get that battery warning light um, right it just it just sucks it straight from the air that's super cool yeah, super super cool and the coolest part is again no
1: giant mines in you know the DRC with with little kids pulling the rare earth minerals out which is I'm I'm sure something that we all kind of think about when we think about the things like those batteries. So there are some things here to be to consider. One is this does not have the energy density of something like lithium ion. In fact, it's like a third of the energy density. So while it will be really important for certain things, especially if we're thinking towards grid storage, maybe even home energy storage, this isn't something we would want in a lightweight battery like your cell phone or your laptop or even a car. Those are batteries we need higher energy density because they're mobile things that are going around. However, as we've been talking about a lot on this show, a huge part of the future of renewable energy, of, of uh, reasonable grid storage and management, all that stuff is battery storage in the grid. We need that. And big batteries like this, those batteries can be of huge sizes like this. The physical size almost doesn't matter. You just put it some lot out in the desert somewhere. It's not a big deal. However, what does matter is how long those batteries life will be, because if it is a lithium ion battery and you're going to lose a big percentage of the initial charge over 10 years, you're going to have to scale your facilities to basically either, you know, rebuild themselves every 10 years or to be at, you know, 50 percent capacity at a certain point. Whereas if you have these batteries that, yeah, they might be three times as large as a lithium ion battery, but they basically never lose their ability to charge. Well, fuck that is an ideal grid storage solution. And Oh, by the way, we are not limited in producing a ton of this for grid storage. Cause we would need a ton of it. We are not limited by things like rare earth metals or our ability to access those metals in countries that might not be favorable to us. We can build the shit here using ceramic bases that oh again by the way
0: if overheated cannot catch on fire okay so we've talked before about these uh you i mean about technologies that can uh uh, help us with our uh modernize our power grid all right this is this Uh is this is a really cool one yeah uh realistically bobby when could we expect to see something rolling out on the uh, the prototype 20 years 30 years I mean, not to shit on this, but... Yeah, well, it depends where
1: you are and what we're doing. Now, keep in mind, you know, li batteries were in experimental phases long before they, they became useful, but that's also because battery technology wasn't pressed nearly as hard. And we are coming up with new technologies for batteries, new technologies for catalysts, almost, you know, like monthly, it seems. Those things will get to market much faster than things like li did, because in our modern world, batteries are really important. Grid storage, cars, cell phones, laptops batteries and energy density of them is really important so i wouldn't be surprised if it got to market pretty quickly but also i want you to think about something which is do we have the infrastructure set up for it and in some places we do if you live in really? Australia you had your entire infrastructure redone uh you know by Tesla a couple years ago and your entire infrastructure is a bunch of Tesla power walls you're already a battery storage place you're the only battery storage country slash continent uh in the world and you could do that if you lived in California there is a huge sp- place to do that because as uh I've by the way i've I've thrown this out to like I don't know, three people in the last couple months, and it was really, really satisfying. Uh, Only really works if you live in California, but it's a great one when you hear those people who are... Yeah, I don't know, maybe contrarians or maybe they lean really right or, or something like that. Uh, and you'll bring up something about electric cars and they'll say, oh, yeah, well, what about the batteries? And one of the things you can inform them, which I gleefully did, is, you know, in the state of California, actually, we, re- we now mandatorily recycle our electric car and hybrid car batteries because – if they get to like 60 to 70% of their capacity, they're almost useless as a car battery at that point. They can't go very far. They still have another 25 years of grid storage availability left because they can get down to 10% and still be useful for grid storage. And so we now, by law, take all of those out of cars when they wreck electric and hybrid cars, shove them in shipping containers, put those shipping containers in giant fortresses in the Central Valley that act as giant grid batteries, and that is substantially helping us balance out our power production and switch over to renewables, which now make up more than 30% of California's production because we're able to do things like store the solar energy that we make in the day and store it at night and do, and, and not have to produce 110% of any electricity we'll ever need. Because if we're not, we'll suddenly have rolling brownouts. Instead we could produce a standard amount and have a backup in battery storage. So just by the way, just something to put out there when you do hear the, The refrain of, oh, yeah, electric cars. But what about the batteries? You could inform those people that actually
0: they'll be cutting down your electric bills for the next 25 years. Thank you very much. Parentheses, if you live in California. But uh, also to to people who say that, isn't that also the equivalent? I mean, don't don't the batteries on a Tesla, let's say, or pick pick an EV. uh, But don't they last longer than an engine in your car, like like uh, than a traditional yeah, but an engine, um, gets,
1: but an engine is steel. It gets basically fully recycled. You you take it to a junkyard, it gets melted down and re, re redone. Okay. Well, point, I
0: thought I thought it was like like hey like like, like I've heard people say like this battery is if like this battery is only going to be good for five years, then you have to replace it. Like no, this 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 they this were engine, they were saying it
1: from an environmental side ah. of it. Yeah. Wow, well, that's po- interesting. From a conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So. We do so in places like California. We would have the start at least. We're not as good as Australia. We would have the start of that type of infrastructure uh, that we could then then add on to, and more and more. I think these type of infrastructure things are going to be huge, and the idea of like. Energy production on demand is going to sound so antiquated. It sounds fucking antiquated to me. What do you mean we constantly have to produce like 120% of electricity that we ever might possibly like you take the max you'll ever use in a year and you have to produce at least like that plus 20% because everything is on demand. And if you're not producing at least 100% of all the electricity anyone would ever need, we're going to start having rolling brown. That's fucking insane in 2023. But that is how most countries and places produce their power. And we're just now getting grid storage solutions. Things like these giant batteries, whether it's, you know, oxygen ion batteries or other batteries in the future, are going to be huge and very important parts of that. And I can't stress enough how much it might just sound like batteries, like energy storage. It's actually energy savings because otherwise, like I said, you have to constantly pr- produce mm-hmm. excess energy and it just bleeds away. We have no way to capture it. It goes off into the ether, right? But. If we do this, we don't even have to produce 100% of the energy we need at any given time. Theoretically, we could produce 90 something and just have a surplus left in those batteries. Like the amount we have to produce to get the you know one unit of electricity goes way down and that is equivalent to an increase in efficiency of having a more efficient power generation facility.
0: Of all the uh, you know we we talk about a lot of ideas on this show and like one of the ideas you said that I that like really stuck with me uh-huh. Was like um essentially you'd have to like turn America into like a Hunger Games, a proto Hunger Games esque thing. Sure, but but basically you know like we we would need and and I do predict that with the uh, electorate changing, hopefully the next fifteen twenty years we get a massive um infrastructure investment because we fucking need it and it's affecting economy our economy. But anyhow, uh, but we get a huge infrastructure investment that allows us to do. But but it was uh, you know we have. Places that would be, that would generate the power for America. We have places that you said the places we have, uh, California has a ton of drought and all along the West Coast. We have places of the, uh, in the country that get a ton of rain. We just create a national watershed. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I would love to see something like that where we might, we're like, you know, Nevada is the battery of America. It just has all of our battery storage.
1: Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, New England is the Lyme disease capital,
0: which you need. (laughs) You do need that. Huh. Because it creates grit, like like it's like yeah. you show me an empire without Lyme disease, I'll show you a decadent empire that is about to fall. Is that well, your is that like your
1: take? No, it's just more. You, the Lyme disease lobby is just way too powerful. You're not gonna get by them. <laughs> you know, if you, you tried to, we, we try to, we try every time we come out with a new like tick. Killing the thing like, like off the off bug company comes out with a new spray for ticks. You see that the, the the you know, the Lyme disease senators are out there trying to ban it. And, you know, you get all the all the, the people with the signs outside, you know,
0: this country doesn't work. This country where 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 the big tick lobby runs our country the way that it does oil, big tick and big tech. Those are the three pharma. I guess pharma is a different fourth. I'd like to see a picture of a comically large tick wearing
1: a bad human mask holding up a giant sign that says time for a Bud Light and Lime, but Lime is spelled (laughs) L-Y-M-E.
0: What if I told you that Steve Bannon has been a tick this entire time? (laughs) He barely hides it. It's just right out in the open. He barely hides it. Oh, dear. Article number two, Oumuamua Spaceship. Okay. Now, before I get in, before I get, get double down on this making fun of like uh uh fifties people and their uh, uh, recording artists and they're making up words. Sure. Uh, might this offend some people in the Pacific Island because it that's would. Where yes. This is? yes. Okay. Yes, well, then I withdraw. Just... I withdraw my ticket, sir.
1: Yes. It was uh, discovered in a Hawaiian observatory. You fucking racist. Uh,
0: so we. <laughs> no, I love The Rock. No, no, no I mean... <laughs>
1: i'm i'm i every time i see a like a regular
0: guitar i think that should be smaller and sound worse and the man beholding it should be 400 pounds to increase the comic disparity between the the man and the instrument every necklace that does not have flowers i'm out like i just i don't even care Listen, listen. You, you, you look Pacific Island enough to pull off that puka shell necklace. The white guy, uh-huh. I'm not giving the same pass. Even though Bobby, <laughs> you are a native. Hawaiian. I am. I'm a native Hawaiian. Yes, I am. I, Disgusting. I. Uh, and you I was, get, and you get the same in, voting rights in California as I do. I Disgusting. Know. I was born in Wahiawa, Oahu, Hawaii. And uh, yeah. as a colonizer, as your father was stationed there. No, 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 no. Uh, secret your, native. Your father was actively oppressing a member of the Hawaiian monarchy as you were born. He was actively forcing, like the, for, like the former, the heir to the throne to shine his shoes. Uh, so, uh, so as my people would call it, the Oumuamua story. Uh, we talked
1: talked about this last year when it came by. It was an extraterrestrial object from outside of our solar system, and the first one ever observed, known observed one from outside of our solar system, came through, and it actually accelerated away. And a very favorite, famous Harvard professor, his big theory was this was uh, kind of a probe ship, and the, the the activity we see from it is equivalent to a solar. Cell. And we are seeing something come in. It's a weirdly shaped. It looks like a cigar, if you remember. Weirdly shaped, and it's coming in. And it's shooting away at a faster speed that can't be explained by gravity. And he says aliens, and everybody was kind of skeptical. But there wasn't really another way to describe it, because... There are things that make extraterrestrial bodies shoot away. It's usually the release of gases, usually CO2 and H2O. That's what happens in a comet. That's what a comet's tail is. But we see that tail, right? We can see the off-gassing of that H2O and the CO2. We can see it, and we can see the the change of direction and stuff, and we didn't see that with this. And so it was kind of a mystery, so uh, a couple of things to remember which is we didn't observe this uh, object until it was already out like it was on its way out of it. our solar system was already well gone and away from from our sun and stuff because we are looking at, at data from radio telescopes that come in we see it after the fact and that meant that we weren't able to do like real-time observations or tests or look at anything it was only just looking at data
0: that had already been observed you're like the the cop watching a speed trap, right? a cop speeds by, like a, yeah. a car speeds by, like a hundred and twenty. But you're eating a donut, and you miss it entirely. And now you're looking, yeah, and the car. No, gone. it was
1: more like we got robbed, and I can't stop them, but I can look at the nest camera and watch them steal my Xbox.
0: I see. is that a cigar stealing my Xbox? <laughs> Powered by a solar sail? No, it's a poop.
1: No, yeah, that's right. But a new paper came out came out that does suggest a non. Extraterrestrial solar sail. Solution to this. And it's actually really interesting. So they postulate that there is an icy part of this comet and that the comet during its travels was exposed to cosmic rays and cosmic rays are known to separate water and form, you know, separate the H uh, and the O and create hydrogen and oxygen. And the idea is that one of these separated pockets of hydrogen heated up enough to be released and off gas. And unlike H2O and unlike CO2, it's not big enough for us to notice. It doesn't, Change the spectral nature of, of it enough for us to see, and so there was essentially an invisible thruster, an invisible off-gassing of this regular old hydrogen, pushing this thing and accelerating it away, and therefore we have explained it. And frankly, this this is not proof. Again, we can't do tests on this. This is this was gone before we even knew it was here. But it is an interesting idea, and we might be able to apply it to, you know, the next thing that comes through to be able to test that hypothesis. But most importantly, we have a pretty reasonable non-alien-based explanation for some pretty weird actions by the first ever out-of-solar-system object we observed coming through our solar system.
0: Wow. Comets have NOS. That's the lesson. I didn't say nitrous oxide. I said carbon dioxide and water. You say potato, I say family, fast and the furious. Do you breathe, you're breathing out nitrous oxide right now? As somebody who lives a quarter mile at a time, Bobby, I wouldn't rule it out, okay? I mean, to be fair,
1: anybody, I mean, who travels at least a quarter mile does indeed live a quarter mile at a
0: time. I mean, it just depends where you want to put the brakes in, but like, you know. It was a 30 minutes. It took me 30 yeah. minutes to travel. I was, it was a slow stroll. Yeah. I, was, I,
1: I mean, you'd have to be really traveling near the speed of life to not live your life a quarter mile. Like, if your
0: life is passing by so fast <laughs>
1: that a quarter mile is nothingness.
0: Well, uh, well, Bobby, once you're able to break the laws of physics as I have and exhale nitrogen oxide, Nos, then uh, then maybe you talk to me. But right now, you're, you're, I'm like, I'm I'm moving at Sonic the Hedgehog speed, and I'm having it's it's painful to talk this slow so so you can understand. I understand, Damien, but only because we're family. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> By the way, funny, fun fact about about uh, about the behind the scenes. Uh, 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 Bobby's wife, lovely lady, uh, secretly and like and like just just almost as if it was designed to, to try to split them apart is a is the biggest Fast and the Furious movie franchise fan. And, it's very weird. She and doesn't Bobby Bobby's about t- cars. Just yeah, it's so weird. Bobby is the type of guy who would never, like, like, we might hate watch one of these things once. Sure. But, like, if you, if you, if you were to tell him, like, hey, Bobby, uh, I'm future Damien, years from now, you're you're the, the mother of your children, you know, yeah. your, your wife, you love her very much, will, uh, almost in spite of your love, uh, will be the world's biggest Fast and Furious fan. Also, guess what? They're going to keep making these things up until, like, 11. It's fucking yeah. nuts.
1: Yeah, I I would not have believed either of those things. Uh, (laughs) Nor would I have predicted the shocking downfall of Ja Rule. Because if you remember, (laughs) in the first movie, Ja Rule is there. And yet later they were like, let's just replace him with another rapper.
0: Like we just don't like him. <laughs> it's, he kind of listen. Fi- the people spoke. Fire festival spoke. The fire festival uh, was decades later after yeah.
1: they got rid of John ja Rule. Like they they got rid of John ja Rule in the early two thousands. And I'm I'm just always so curious. Like what made you flip? Like. It, it's like the Terrence Howard thing with Avengers. Like, how bad do you have to fuck up when somebody is creating a multi-billion dollar story arc empire for them to be like, well, let's just replace this guy and hope nobody notices. You have to you have to really shoot yourself in the foot. In the case of Terrence Howard, he invented his own math and attacked a few people. And so he qualifies. <laughs> I get
0: it. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's the thing. Ja Rule, I think, honestly, like, because, like, it's been 20 years. So, like, there, you know, a lot of times, you know, you could be, like, cool ironically again. I think Cisco, I think Cisco pulled it off, could pull it off. Like, if Cisco was attached to, but nobody gives a fuck about Ja Rule because the guy has no swagger. Like, 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 even, like, you know, they're, like, Cisco has swagger. Say what you want. Ja Rule sounds like he found
1: a balloon filled with the opposite of helium and then inhaled it. Like, that, that's what Ja (laughs) Ja Rule...
0: <laughs> that was his whole bit too. Like he didn't really have anything else except I like this. Yeah, he wasn't like tough. He his whole thing was like he was tough, but like he was a little bitch. Like 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 you gotta you gotta do a different. He inhaled a bunch of balloons filled with like DMX's farts, and like that's just how that voice was created. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like you were a respo- You were a terrible response. You were wish.com DMX DMX. <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. Thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction 654, where you learned all about a new battery that might change the world and how last year's spaceship wasn't so much of a spaceship. Thank you so
0: much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 655. Hold on, wait. I'm getting a, an alert on my rain cam. Oh, that asteroid's back, and it's stripping the copper wiring out of my house. Oh, my... My wife is stuck in the dryer and he's taking advantage of her. No! You've been listening to Science Function. Wait, that's not right.